Welcome to the Lift Church podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you to live up to your God-given potential. Yeah, my friend Sandy. Sandy's off in here. We're going to be all right. All right. Okay, because of that um, response, I'm going to play a little game with you in a sec. I'm going to go like um, Lift Kids Styles on you. Um, but we, we are in a um, series called Generosity, Upgrading to the Big Life. Who's been enjoying it? It's been really good. Hey, I've been getting so much out of it. Um, we've chosen this specific verse. It's Proverbs eleven twenty four 24, um, that really encompasses the theme of this um, series. So this morning... I'm going to test you on that. So please do not. Oh, can you like flick to something else? Yeah, good on your team. Love it. All right. So what we do in Lift Kids, right, is that we take a verse for this series and we make it into our memory verse. So every month, um, if you have kids in Lift Kids, they're learning a new verse. So this month, it's Proverbs 11.24. We've been sharing it a lot with you as well. So I'm just going to do a quick competition. Who likes chocolate? Yeah, you're not in the competition because you've been preaching. So, But so here's, here's the competition. Here's the game. If you know the verse and you can say it, like word for word or even the gist of it, I'll give you that. And not the guys on multimedia as well because you've got it in front of you. I want you on go to run up here, grab the mic, and you can say it into the mic. And if you get it right, you get a chocolate. Fair enough. Good game. Good game. People feel like chocolate this morning. Yes, okay. All right. Okay, are you ready? One, two, three, go. <laughs> you're, the, you're the only big kid here today. But good on you. All right, have a go. Oh, because she's got a kid. All right. Um, <laughs> the will of the generous gets larger and larger, and the will of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Yay, well done. Ooh. I'll give you that, and I'll give you another one. Here, Han. Can you catch? There you go. Because then now you can share, and you can be generous, and it's all good, and my little experiment worked. No. <laughs> so that's been our verse, and so this morning, I really want to talk from that verse, um, from, from this verse, Proverbs eleven twenty four. So the message version says, as Hannah just said, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. So I don't know about you, but when God says, if you're generous, your world will be large, I want that kind of a life. Anyone else want that kind of a life? I want to live a life where I'm a big person on the inside and I can live a large life externally as well. I want to be a part of God's kingdom and what he's doing. I want to, I want to reach people. I want to reach our community and make this place a better place. Anyone with me? You want to live that kind of effective life. And so for me, I think about being generous. I'm like, that's, that's easy, you know. There are so many areas in my life where I'm like, I actually love being generous in those areas. Like with compassion, for example, I love that we get to sponsor children. I love that we literally get to provide for them and change their life. It's awesome. I love bringing my tithe and my offering to church. I actually really enjoy doing that. And I enjoy, you know, buying a random meal for someone or, or whatever. So when it comes to money, it's actually quite easy most of the time to be generous with money. 
You know, encouragement. Encouragement is another thing that I love being generous with. From time to time, we all uh, need courage. We all need, you know, because God calls us to live a large life, to do big things, to do awesome things. And we need courage with that. And I love to be that person that says, hey, you've got what it takes. I love encouraging people. And, you know, sitting here in this room, I reckon we've got people who are generous in, in all sorts of ways. You know, we have people who love cooking for other people. We have people who love, you know, acts of service, so they'll come and serve. We have so many generous people sitting right here. But if I'm honest, and if you're honest with yourself, there can be some areas where you're like, yeah, I want to kind of hold that for myself. I, I want to be a bit stingy in those types of areas. Anyone with me? Yes, I'm not the only one that struggles sometimes. Cool. So um, this weekend, just an example of that. This weekend, um, we received an offer that's subject to sale on our house. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> for those who have been following Days of Our Lives, um, <laughs> this is the episode we're up to where we get an offer. Um, but, yeah, we've got our house in Canningvale on the market and... Um, and yeah, so this weekend we, we got an offer which is subject, subject to sale and we're really excited. Um, but the thing is we weren't excited initially because this offer that came in was just such a low ball. Like we, we, we yeah, we're kind of just like, oh, mm, should we not? And then we can wait for something better. We can wait for, you know, a higher offer because then that means when we pay off all the fees and stuff like that, we have more margin for ourselves. It means that we have more financial security. You know, we're wanting to start um, planning a family, having a family. So, you know, it sets us up for those next seasons of life. And so everything within me when we received this offer was like, no, we are not giving into this offer. This is not, you know, this is not the one that I want to take. But then when we thought about all the different factors that um, we really wanted to be here in Vic Park because we want to be um, in this community. You know, Canning Vale is not Vic Park, so that was one of the factors. We live in this five by two. It's a beautiful big house, but there's only two of us and our border, Grace, who lives with us, and so half of the house isn't even being used. And so I kind of thought through all these factors and I concluded that I was just being a stinge. I was, I was just being this person that wanted more for ourselves, that wanted more money for ourselves. And there's definitely wisdom in setting up, you know, your family for the future years. But it just came down to it that I was being stingy. So this was one of those areas, you know, one of those material areas that it can be really easy to become stingy in. But maybe you're more... Um, I don't know, more of a relational person and the material stuff doesn't really bother you. But maybe you're where you like to invest and where you're really generous is with people. Maybe, you know, you really value relationships. You value being a friend to someone. You value um, being honest with people and investing into people's lives. And that's awesome, you know. But sometimes it gets very difficult to do that. You know, you, you get hurt or um, something happens and you just feel like you can't trust anymore. Um, and slowly this generosity causes you to withdraw. This, this person or this thing or this job maybe or this um, course that you've been investing in, you feel like withdrawing. You feel like, you know what, it's actually not worth investing into that anymore. I got hurt and so I'm going to be a bit more stingy with what I've got and I'm not going to give. You know, in this um, verse, Proverbs 11 the definition of generosity in this particular proverb means to give what you have. So you're not giving out of what you don't have. Makes sense, right? 
but it also means to give what is right to give. And so being stingy is not giving what you have and also not giving what is right to give. And so um, I just want to give you a bit of an example of how uh, stinginess, how I've actually um, experienced stinginess in my own life. It happened before my eyes and so quickly. It was crazy and I'm glad it happened quickly so then God could deal with me. Um, but there's this group that I volunteer for and... Um, and basically, it's we volunteer and we work with people who can be very unpredictable. We basically um, talk to people, uh, get to know them, build a relationship with them, talk to them about Christ. And as many of you who would share your faith with people, sometimes it's not received very well. Sometimes um, because of people's own hurt and, you know, fear and insecurity, they actually reject they reject you and the message you bring, um, and or they can be really abrasive and harsh even. And so um, with this group that I volunteer with, I've had a few experiences like this. And so it left me feeling a little bit insecure whenever I'd go out with this group. Um, and, and there'd be kind of a bit of a fear in me of rejection, of um, possibly being abused, because that's definitely something that could happen. Um, and, and even uh, getting into, you know, physical danger or trouble, it's a very real thing. Um, and so uh, out of this fear, a few weeks ago, I decided not to volunteer with this group just for a couple of weeks. Um, and so I decided, you know, this week I'll take off, I'll just do some other work and, you know, justified it. Um, and then the following two weeks, I did it again. And so what I was doing was the definition of stinginess from this proverb. I was withholding what um, I had to give, but I was also withholding what was right to give. Because wherever you give your commitment, that means you've committed, you're giving, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's like, you know, you commit to church, you commit to being on a team, then you expect to be part of the team, you know, you rock up, you, you play your part. Um, and so I became stingy with volunteering with this group. And it just took a couple of weeks, and I thank God it wasn't longer, um, but I literally felt like the tap, like this tap or fountain of God's grace in my life was turned off. And I started to dry up spiritually, like you know how when you read your Bible and you kind of can't figure out what the heck is going on, um, and there's no revelation coming through, um, and and. Before I knew it, my world had gotten smaller because instead of having an outward focus, looking at people and helping people and being there for others, I started to look at myself and my needs and just inward. And how many of you know if you look at yourself too much, everything becomes about you and you can really pick up on your shortfalls a lot easier. Um, anyone relate? Yep, you've been there. So literally before my eyes, um, I, I experienced this. Now, this morning, we're going to get a little bit interactive because I don't want you to close off on me. Um, this is a fountain. It doesn't look like one, I know. But, um, but we're, we're keeping our Lift Kids spirit up in here, okay? So use your imaginations. Um, <laughs> all right, so this is a fountain, okay? So, um, so what this, uh, this revelation I got from this proverb, actually, I'll read you. The proverb first. It's the next one after verse 24. It says this. Um, the generous, and this is the New King James Version. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will himself be watered. 
And so I read up and studied a bit of that verse and commentaries actually said that this verse was a bit of a metaphor for a fountain and that um, um, if the fountain, if a person continues to be generous, this fountain flows. So the water um, flows out and refills itself. It's like this self-sustaining, refilling thing. It's awesome. Um, but if anything were to get into that fountain and it were to be blocked up, then what happens to the water is that it flows out, it finds a new course to flow through, and it dries up. And so literally that's what happened in my life over, the, over this situation that I just told you about. So this morning... We're just going to go through a few examples because I know that we've all been there. There's all things that, um, you know, we can learn from. And so this morning for you, it might be that um, you had invested into, this is a rock, by the way, rock fountain. (laughs) Following? Cool. (laughs) It's good. It's working for you. Visuals work for me, so that's why I went with it. Um, Cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Rowing down fountain, use a fountain. Um, so maybe for you, you have been investing into a friendship and, you know, it's mutual and it's been awesome and you're really getting closer um, and, and you're really enjoying this friendship, but you're defini- definitely making sacrifices for it and you're putting a lot into it, you're investing a lot. And maybe this friend breaks um, trust with you. Maybe they say something that you have said in confidence and so distrust enters your fountain. All right. It's a small thing, small rock, no big deal, I guess. Um, Maybe for you, you're at work, you're working really, really hard and you know that there are bonuses and there are promotions coming up and so you're striving hard to get those things. You're investing your time, you know, it's even kind of taking away maybe from your other relationships and, and your family life, but you are striving for this because you you want this promotion um, and it will really help to set you up. But then what ends up happening is you invest all this time, but you don't get the promotion and somebody else does. And so you get that sense of being rejected. I've got another one here. All right. Maybe, what was this one? Um, Maybe for you, you are, what's on the other hand? Maybe you're just, right now, you're in a place where, you know, you've been coming to church or you're part of a group or um, like a social group or something like that. And you're coming to a really tough time in your life and you feel like, you know, everyone else has abandoned you and you have no friends and there's just nobody you can count on. And maybe you start to feel a bit abandoned. And so instead of being generous, you start to withdraw. You start to think, oh, you know, these things have happened to me. I've been hurt. Or I'm starting to feel a little bit insecure, a little bit shaken up. And all of these things are getting into my fountain. Now, what if we continued to not deal with these fears, with these insecurities, and things just continue to happen? They keep piling up, which things tend to happen in our lives, am I right? Things just pile up and pile up, and without dealing with our fountain, without keeping it rock-free or fear or insecurity-free, we start to see a blockage take place in that well, in that fountain of generosity in our life. And, you know, maybe if we poured a bit of water through that, there would be some trickles and some could come out, but definitely it would not look like the fountain of generosity that God requires us to be. And how many of you know that Christians, we really need to model this to our world? 
You know, um, last week we um, went into Curtin University as Red Frogs. It's been going great, by the way. Thank you so much for praying for the team. Um, but because uh, I brought all the gear, like the trestle table and the marquee and stuff like that, I got picked up um, by this guy in a buggy and it was awesome. His name's Tom. He's from New Zealand. But um, on the way back, <laughs> Shell loves the name Tom. Um, <laughs> but on the way back... <laughs> Um, Tom and I were just having this chat and he's like, so you get paid to do this, right? I'm like, no, no, we volunteer. We, you know, a group of people from a church and we, we volunteer. He's like, why would you do that? You know, like, that's just so generous. I can't do a Kiwi accent, but I would have done that for you if I could. Um, but he's like, you know, why, why would you do that? And so generosity actually stunts people, but they, they just don't get it. They're like, why would you give something so freely, you know? And so I think as Christians, if we can get really good at living generous lives, it would shout loudly to the world. It would, it would put God on display in such an awesome, awesome way. And so it's really important for us to deal with our fears and our insecurities. So... This morning, I have two, two um, things that I want to give you. You know, if I gave you five things or whatever, you might only remember two anyway. So I figured, let's narrow it down. Let's make this easy. Um, so this morning, uh, because generosity is a spirit thing, right? You can't really get people saying, I'm generous in heart, but you're stingy, you know, when it comes to your actions. No one would believe you, and it's just wrong. Um, so if you're generous in spirit and in heart, then it flows naturally through your actions. So a way we can deal with things that stop us from ge- being generous is first, well, not first, but simultaneously in the heart, but also in our actions. So the first thing that we can do outwardly to deal with our fear and deal with our insecurity is to actually do the opposite of what it makes us do. So if you're you know, you've taken in fear or an insecurity and it makes you withdraw from, you know, relationships you've been investing in or if it causes you to um, stop serving or if it causes you to stop giving um, your time, your energy, your love, whatever it may be. And and that's something that I'm certainly... um, Uh, challenged in sometimes as a pastor especially when it comes to giving love and care and and your heart Um, but if it causes you to withdraw that then do it all the more be even more generous with it you know there are times where um, and actually I'll give you an example Uh, so there there was this person in my life a few years ago um, who uh, through some actions and through some words she Um, She just made me feel quite insecure. Like whenever I was around her, you know how sometimes you have those dominating personalities and whenever you're around them, um, because I'm a harmonizer, so I take on like personalities and stuff. It's really strange. But I tend to go the opposite way. So when she um, was around, I would shrink back and I'd feel insecure and I'd kind of go into a bit of a shell and definitely not be this person that's talking to you right now. Um, But I wouldn't be feeling confident or good about myself at all. And so a few years ago, I thought, you know what? I heard that generosity can actually break that fear off you know it can actually help me deal with insecurity so what I ended up doing was put a little gift together like a little Nutrimedics thing how many girls love Nutrimedics I love it whenever you receive something you're like oh Nutrimedics um so I thought you know what I'll give her that and it'll be all sweet and so she kindly accepted the gift and and yeah it was all good like she she responded really well but 
for me, the response wasn't really something I was looking for. It was more the effect it had on me. So after, I don't know, just that act of generosity, I just felt free. I just felt like I could be myself and, and that fear, or that insecurity no longer had power over me. And so in your life right now, you might be wanting to withdraw. You might be wanting to um, pull back from certain people or certain things that you do. But can I encourage you to actually be generous, to continue to pour out yourself and continue to do those things because it will actually tell fear and insecurity in your life that, hey, the power's not in your hands. It, it actually belongs to me and I get to choose to be generous. So that's a practical thing we can do. Now, of course, we want to deal with, oh, where are my notes? Um, we want to also deal with our inward struggle, you know, because fear can be a real, real thing. Like it, it can really take root in you and stop you from doing certain things. And so it's, it's important that we deal with our inner world as well. Um, and the way that we deal with fear is that we have a more powerful uh, thing replace it or, or somebody who has more authority to come in and, and take away that fear for us. And the Bible talks about that in 1 John 4, 18 to 19. It says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Now, of course, this more powerful thing or this person that has authority that I'm talking about this morning is God. And I'm talking about His love. That His love, because it's perfect, it can take away our fear. And so this morning, wherever you're at with, with wanting to pull back and wanting to be stingy and fall into that, that place where you're living a smaller life, first of all, continue to be generous with your actions. But secondly, take a moment and just know that God loves you and that his love is bigger than your fear. If you actually stop to think about it and think about God's love and what it looks like, because sometimes when we think about God's love, it can be so vague. It can be just this big idea, you know, it's like, yeah, God loves you. You know, it's like, oh, thank you. And I go along with my day and it hasn't changed anything. But God wants us to meditate on his word. And so when we actually take the time, and I want us to do that today. I really believe that that's what God wants to do. He wants to deal with people's fear and insecurity through just reminding you and showing you his love love this morning because when you think about it you think if God loves me and he loves me generously he doesn't love me just a little bit but he loves me to cover over all my fear to cover over all my sin and all my shortfalls and every bad thing about me he loves me so much and so there's actually nothing I need to fear and I know so many of you can account for that kind of love that, you know, you've been protected by his love. You've been provided for because he loves you. you you've been um, in a hopeless situation, but hope has still come in. Why? Because God loves you. And, you know, maybe you've done something crazy in your life and you're like, I can never be forgiven. But God rocked up and he forgave you and it was all because he loved you. And so this morning, as the band comes up to help, I just want to um, get everyone to close their eyes, bow their heads. And I just want to invite you, you, most of you know what's about to happen, um, but 
But after I give this invitation, um, I would love for all of us to stand and, and we'll have a bit of time where we can respond to God and respond to his love. But this morning, in order to have God's love come into your heart, to get rid of the fear, to drive out the fear and the insecurity, first you need to know Him. First you need to know how God sent us His love, how He, how he actually brings that to us. And He brought that to us in the form of His Son, Jesus Christ. He came, He lived, He died and He rose again. And it was all because God loved us. It says so in the Bible, for God so loved the world that He gave us Jesus. And you know, it's not just for us to know the love of God, but it's also that we can be with God, that we can have eternal life with God because the wages of sin was death. So we'd all enter eternal death. That's our natural destination, which is death for all eternity. But God sent Jesus to change that, to change the game, to give us life for all eternity. And so this morning, if you haven't made that decision yet, to ask Jesus into your heart, to invite Him in, to one, save you from life without God, life for eternity in death. But if you also haven't experienced that love that Pastor Nate was talking about earlier, that the band was singing about earlier, what I've been talking about just now, if you've never received that love, can I encourage you, invite Jesus into your heart this morning. And it will be the best decision you've ever made. And so um, on the count of three, I just want you to raise your hand. And that's simply to let me know that I'm praying with you. Um, so if that's you, on the count of three, just raise your hand and then you can pop it back down. Okay. One, two, three. Beautiful. If everyone can repeat after me, I just want to pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I thank you that you love me. I invite you into my heart today. Come and be my Lord and be my Saviour. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. If you would like to find out more about Lyft, check out our website at theliftchurch.com.au.